So uh, let's go to Deuteronomy. That's what we said we'd start. Um, you know, if you wanted to, you could have read Deuteronomy 1 through 4 um, and stopped at 5, or you could have read through 5, totally up to you, but um, uh, we're going to pay close attention to, to this part of Scripture, okay? Deuteronomy um, is where we'll start. Um, uh, Deuteronomy 1. Now watch this. Um, let's go to let's go to let's let's, let's go to two. Um, so when you read Deuteronomy, the, the, the part we said to read, um, chapters one through four, um, you're at a point where Moses is addressing the nation of Israel, right? Um, and you can almost consider it like what we would consider nowadays, like a state of the union address, right? He is literally uh, having one of what I believe is three, maybe four addresses to them in the book of Deuteronomy. So it opens up with him addressing the entire nation, okay? Um, and so chapters one through three in this address, he's given a brief summary of the wilderness journey, okay? So when you start at chapter one and you read through three, you're not reading something that is happening at the time, you're reading what Moses is telling them. You're reading Moses giving an account for the story. You're reading Moses telling them their history, okay? Um, uh, like take a look at uh, uh, chapter one, verse six. I just wanna point this out. Chapter one, verse six, it says, the Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb saying, he is telling them what happened, okay? You look at verse nine, he's saying, and I spoke to you at, uh, at uh, that time saying, I am uh, not able to bury. Uh, so he is saying what he did at that time, right? You look at verse nine, um, uh, verse 15, he says, so I took the heads of your tribes. He's saying what I did, so I took the heads of your tribes. Verse 19, so we departed. And so, so what you're hearing or, or reading here in the first four chapters, uh, first three chapters, isn't anything that is happening now. It is literally stuff, watch this, that happened almost 40 years ago, okay? But he is telling them their history, okay? Watch this, watch this. The people that he's addressing right now, for the most part, didn't even live through what he's telling them, okay? They're new. They were either kids or super young, but this is 40 years down the line. If you read Deuteronomy uh, chapter one, verse three, it explains it. It says, now it came to pass in the 40th year and the 11th month, remember we're talking about time here, on the first day of the month that Moses spoke to the children of Israel according to all that the Lord had given him as commandments to them. After he, and it's all after a battle and war and stuff like that. Then he goes in uh, verse six, the Lord our God spoke. So in verse three, it's telling you that this, everything you're seeing in chapter one through three is Moses addressing, uh, doing a state of the union, explaining the past, amen, uh, to the children of Israel because they weren't there. This is 40 years after. This is after the 12 spies. This is after Caleb said, we can take it. This is after they said, no, we can't do it. And this is after God says, okay, fine. I'm going to put you in the wilderness for another 40 years So this generation. This is after all that. Moses is just telling them this part of their history, okay? Now watch this. Point number one for tonight is sometimes we do need to stop and remind ourselves Watch this, what God has done for us before and what he's doing now. Because sometimes we forget. Don't forget when it was Jonah in the belly of the fish, Jonah said, when my soul fainted within me, I believe this is Jonah 4.2 or Jonah 2.4, one or the other. But he says, when my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. The power in remembering, the power in understanding that and looking back and stopping and saying, this is what God brought me from. And this is what he's literally telling them. Look at what the Lord did for us, for your people, for our people in the past. And there is a power in that. And we're going to talk about why it's a power when we look back. Now watch this. It says that God brought me from this in the past. These are things that he's addressing, okay? But this is what we did in the past. We can never forget what God has done for us. And we should be quick to tell people what God has done for us. 
Amen. Now watch this. So, we, so, so he's talking about what God brought them from, right? Now here's part two. He's also reminding them that where we are now will not always be the case. You have to understand. That's right, Sierra. Amen. The, 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 the people that he's talking to right now, all they know is wilderness. This is all they know. This is where they grew up in the wilderness. They grew up going from, from place to place in the wilderness in the big circle for 40 years. And so they heard of the promised land, but they never seen it. Okay. They weren't part of the crew that, 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 that got the report from the spies and said, no, we can't do it. This is totally new to them. So they need to be reminded, here's what God did. Right. And where we are right now is not necessarily where we'll always be that we're coming out of that. And that should be encouragement to all of us. I, I had to tell myself this morning, even when it comes to wilderness, that I can't get used to wilderness, Claude, because Claude ain't going to be in the wilderness the whole time. Amen. Watch this. You got to tell yourself and sometimes you got to tell people around you, don't get used to wilderness me because I'm not going to be in the wilderness. Watch this much longer because now I'm walking in my now. Here we go. And so that's, the, that's uh, what God brought me from. This is the address. This is what he's telling them. Here's what God brought us from. Here's where we are now, but we're not going to always be here because God promised us land. Here we go. And, then, and that God is, number three, taking me somewhere. That even though I've been here, even though we've been here for most of your life, watch this, that we still have somewhere to go that we still have something to do. Somebody, you said, you need to understand that God does have something for you to do. He does have kingdom work for you. He does have kingdom mission for you. Watch this. I may have been in the wilderness for most of my life and most of my experience, but it is going to be, watch, a time to go. So he's going through this whole thing with them, right? Here's where we came from We're in the wilderness now, but we got somewhere we got to go and that God has something for us and it's almost time for us to take this land. Then we get to chapter four. Now watch this. Then we get to chapter four. I'm going to read from, um, from the NIV. Chapter four, verse one. Watch this. Now here's Moses after this long address and going through what I've been through before and what we've been through before. Remember, we talk about the power of reminding ourselves. Sometimes you have to remind yourself of what God did for you. Amen. Now watch this. Ver, uh, 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 chapter four, verse one. Uh, 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 he says, now Israel. So you, you, you caught that, right? Remember in the first four uh, verses, we talked about how he was using past tense. The Lord told me, then we did. Then I elected leaders of your tribe. We saw the past tense. Now we're back and now we're in the present. He says, now Israel. Okay, so we all caught up and now we're at the now. He, uh, hear the decrees and the laws I'm about to teach you. Follow them that you may live and may go in and take possession of the land the Lord, the God of your ancestors is giving you. So now we did all that and now he's at the what? He's at the now. And we've got to understand that no matter the delay, no matter what we've been dealing with, no matter how long it's been, that in your life, there will come a now. And some of you may be in your now right now, and some of your now may be coming up tomorrow and maybe next month and maybe a year from now. But there will always be this now. And don't think that there's one now. We talk about God taking us from glory to glory, from one level to the next. Uh, 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 from the, his, the deep calls out to the deep, that as he pulls you in, you will have a, you will have a recurring periods of now, okay? And so, whatever, and so you are, believe it or not, no matter what you think season you're in, you're living in a now right now. And right now is a time for something in your life, right? Now watch this. Here's the key to the now. Watch this. He says, it's time to, it's, it's time to roll. Now watch what he tells them to do. He says, here, right? Here are these decrees that I'm about to, about to tell you. He says, here. He says, follow them so that you may live and go, watch, and take the land that God has given you. He says, he, he says here, this is, this is this process. Now watch this. Here, we understand that faith comes by what? Hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We heard that before, right? This is in the scriptures. 
faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Then he says what? Follow, right? Listen, we've got to be, says it in James, be doers of the word and not hearers only. And so we're going, we've got to hear, we're going to follow, right? We're going to obey. So, we, so, so, so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And he says, follow, right? And so now, so it's not just enough to hear. We've got to be doers of the word, not hearers only. He said, if you're a hearer of the word and not a doer, you're like someone deceiving your own self, looking in a mirror and, and walking away, forgetting the type of person that you are, right? And so he says, we've got to hear the word, then we follow. Watch this. Then he says, so that you may live. Jesus says, I come that you might have life. You see the foreshadow here? Jesus says, that you, I come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The Bible says, Old Testament, New Testament, the just shall live what? By faith. And so we're talking about this. So I hear the word, I follow the word. I'm not just a hearer only, I do the word, right? So that I, what? I might have life. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. And then he says, so you can go. We just spent, what, eight? lessons on release <laughs> so that you may what be released and then do what and take this is what he's telling them we went through this whole state of the union speech so you can say you got so you can hear follow live go and take and i believe that 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 this is where god has us right now at impact where we're at the point where we're hearing remember we talked about speech therapy where we're hearing where we're following where we're living where we're about where we're being released and it's time to take right Amen. Here, follow, live, go, take. You can write that down. Here, follow, live, go. Watch this and take. So now, as we read through chapters one through three, um, here's something we gotta we got we we gotta understand and kind of put together is go to Psalm 37:23 because we're seeing a living example of this right now uh, as we read that scripture. Watch this. Psalm 37:23. Uh, uh, Psalm 37, 23. This, this, this is literally what we're seeing as Moses is recounting the history of Israel uh, uh, from Egypt into, into the wilderness. Uh, 23, it says, the steps of a good man are what? Ordered by the Lord. That as you are watching this play out, and if you read the scripture, if you read uh, those chapters, what you are literally seeing is, is how God ordered their steps from Egypt all the way up to the point where they're going to get to the promised land. Amen. So we're seeing right there in, in Psalm 37, 23, how God had ordered the steps, watch this, of Israel. And so sometimes as we go through these things and we're hearing about this here, follow, live, go and take, and we come across certain things, we need to remind ourselves that our steps, come on y'all, is ordered by who? By God. That my steps are ordered, my steps are planned, my, thought, my steps are thought out, my start, steps are set up by God. And he's showing them that from the time that, 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 that God told them it's time to get out of Egypt to now when it's time to get out, that their steps are ordered. Because when you're sitting there through that delay and you're sitting there and things are going wrong and, you're, and watch this, and you're making these bad decisions and you're choosing not to do it, it can sometimes mess with your mind. You need to be reminded that no, no, God is what? Ordering your steps. Here's, what, here's what's important about understanding that my steps are ordered. And this is what we got to this is what we got to focus on tonight, y'all, that my, my steps, my steps are ordered. OK, and you got to tell yourself that you got to repeat that to yourself. you got to repeat that scripture, Psalm 37, 23, that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. Right. And in some version, it says steps of a righteous man. And what makes us right with God? Not the fact that I'm any good. Not the fact that, you know, on my best days, my righteousness counts as filthy rags. The fact that Jesus saved me, right, is his righteousness that was put on to me. And that's what makes me good. Now my steps are ordered. Here we go. So when my steps are ordered, number one, I understand that everything is not mine. Okay? When my steps are ordered, I understand that everything is not mine. That God has blessed other people too. 
right? Now watch this. I want you to go to Deuteronomy. Let's go back to Deuteronomy. Talk about my steps being ordered. The first, when my steps are ordered, I understand that everything, watch this, is not mine. Deuteronomy chapter two. Watch this, y'all. Deuteronomy two. Uh, let's read two through six and verse nine. Two through six and verse nine. So he says, and the Lord spoke to me. This is Moses. Again, he's telling them the, the history. And the Lord spoke to me saying, you have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward and command the people saying, you are about to pass through the territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau. Watch this. Who live in Seir and they will be afraid of you. Therefore, watch yourselves carefully. Watch five. Do not meddle with them for I will not give you any of what? Their land. No, not so much as one footstep because I have given Mount Seir to Esau as a possession. Watch this. You shall buy food from them uh, with money that you may eat and you shall buy water from them with money that you may drink. Don't even try to take anything from them. Don't try to get nothing free. Don't try to bargain for discounts. Ham for the food and for the drinks. Watch this, verse nine. Then the Lord said to me, do not harass Moab nor uh, contend with them in battle. For I will not give you any of their land as a possession because I have given uh, AR to the descendants of Lot as a possession. He is literally telling them that you're gonna come across this land, but it's not yours. So don't take it. Everything you want and everything you see and everything you claim is not yours because God has already ordered your steps. And what he has for you is literally for you. Let me tell you something, I was a part of a church one time where, where, um, where you know, uh, they, they had some land, had a huge building, had some and stuff, and, and, and they were claiming that, that God had, you know, given them this other building that was across the street. Oddly enough, the other building they said was theirs was a church. And so they're getting outside, they're marching around that church seven times, praying that God give it to them as if, they, as if they're the enemy. I'm like, we're, we're churches. Like, we are working against each other. Why are we trying to take their stuff? Like, God, what if God gave that to them? He is literally telling them, when you go through this land, do not fight with them. Do not contend with them. If you need food, if you need water, buy it. Come on, y'all, because everything is not theirs. Everything's not mine. What God has for me is for me, but what God has for Crystal is for Crystal, and what God has for Denise is Denise's. I don't need to be fighting Denise over what God gave her. That's what God gave her. And just because he's promised me something doesn't mean that everything is my promised land, okay? Not everything is. That's crazy. Watch this. That also means I don't need to compare or contrast. I don't need to compare your land with my land. I don't need to compare your promise with my promise. You know, uh, the Bible says that God, contentment with godliness is great gain. What God has given Sierra, he's given Sierra. And what God has given Anna, he's given Anna. Is You got yours and I got mine. There's no need to compare. Everything's not mine. Now watch this. Turn to Ephesians 4.16 real quick. Because we got to understand how the body of Christ works. This is, this is something that, I mean, it just never sat right with, with this whole claiming somebody else's building and walking around that thing like seven times like it's Jericho. Like, <laughs> they at church. Watch this. Watch this. It says, from him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting lig ligament, grows and builds itself up. Watch this. That the body of Christ, joined together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself, the entire body, not just my, not just the people who, who meet with me, but everybody, build itself up in love, watch this, as each part does, it, does its work, where some translation says, as every joint supplies. That means everybody supplies. I don't need your land, because your land, you do what you do there, and you're doing what you, and God's giving you what he's given you, and he's given me, watch this, what he's given me. So when my steps are ordered, I understand that everything is not mine, okay? <laughs> I got mine, you got yours, everything's got mine. Another thing, when my steps are ordered, I understand that everything I need is and will be provided 
four. Watch this. Let's go to uh, verse seven. Deuteronomy two, verse seven. This is God to, right after he told them, you, you buy your food and you buy your water with some money. Don't take nothing from them. Watch this. He says, for the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. He knows you're uh, 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 trudging through this great wilderness these 40 years. He knows it in 40 years. Watch this. God is not ignorant of the things you've been through and where you are currently. He says, he knows you've been through this great wilderness these 40 years. Uh, the Lord your God has been with you. He's been with you while you've been here. He knows where you are. He's been here while you've been here. Watch this. And says, you have lacked nothing. While I'm going through this and while I'm headed to where I need to go, even while I'm in the wilderness, that it, it will be my testimony. Come on, somebody, that I have lacked nothing. Watch this. Things may get a little tight. I may need to ask for help. Isn't it interesting that he said, listen, don't get their land. Don't take their stuff. Pay for it. You will lack nothing. Sometimes I need to ask my community. I need to ask that body where it's jointly fit together, where every joint supplies that, hey, I need a little bit of help with this. Amen. And that's how these needs are met. That's the point of the community. Psalm 37, 25, and he says, I once was young, but now I'm old and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed, what? Begging bread. Come on, y'all. When my steps are ordered, I know that I have everything that I need and that I lack nothing. Here we go. Number three, when my steps are ordered, I understand that even through disobedience, even through mistakes, even through bad decisions, even through mess ups, that God can take over and redirect my steps and get me right back on the right path. Come on, if you listen, if you read chapter one, uh, 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 Moses's uh, brief uh, uh, lecture on their history from Deuteronomy chapter one through chapter three, you see a whole lot of mistakes. You see a whole lot of disobedience. You see a whole lot of stuff that were bad decisions that they weren't following God. You can read through all of Exodus when they're in the wilderness, the first generation. And you, and you see all these things, but yet still God found a way, watch this, to order their steps and still get them on the right path and get them to the promised land. Listen, he went through all of their foolishness and all the delays that it caused in chapters one through three. But in chapter four, he did get to the now is time to go. And we have to understand that we all have that now is time to go. Don't sit there and feel so bad and have all this guilt and all this where God can never use me and God never, and all this stuff is lost and God was never gonna have this and God never, because all these mistakes are made. No, 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 no. We talked about this, uh, might have been Tuesday, where, where this is, the Bible is filled of all these people who made these mistakes. This whole nation, he was about to go to the promised land and eventually got to their promised land, made so many mistakes from Egypt to get into the promised land, but God still gave it to them. Because you got to understand God's grace and mercy and favor and his love to you is not contingent on you being anything other than his child. It ain't contingent on you being perfect. It ain't contingent on you being great. But we got to understand that our steps are what? Ordered, and he can turn those things around. There's a song by a guy named Dan Bremness, and it's called Up Again. And at the end of, the, of each chorus, he says, he says this phrase where he says, you can, take a you can take a couple wrong turns and still end up where you're supposed to be. And it can take long, but listen, that's the view right here. Listen, you can take some wrong turns and still end up exactly where you're supposed to be. That's how God orders our steps. And here's what's so great, that he can still take those bad decisions and those mistakes, and he can somehow get lessons out of it. He can still somehow put you in better positions after it and use it to actually be good for you. Not that he puts you in that situation, not that he agrees with those bad decisions, and not that he agrees with the mess ups, but he can still use them for your benefit. Because we got to understand God is not out here to get nobody. He's not out here. Listen, uh, for, for God, for, for Jesus to die, uh, and it says that while we were yet sinners, right, 
Christ died for us. And so for him to die for us while we were sinners, without the guarantee that any of us would accept him, come on, y'all, that's love. He is not out to get you. The Bible says that it is not his will that any man should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Listen, he is not out to get you. Okay, here we go. Here we go. So I, 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 so I can get back up again. Uh, you can also look at that example of Jonah. Like God told him, go preach to Nineveh, and he spent time running from that. And you can take a couple wrong turns. That's right. The reason I, I know that's right, Crystal. Romans 8.28 is your favorite scripture. Listen, listen, that's why Jonah, you take a couple wrong turns and you may end up in the belly of the fish, but you can, but, but you can still end up eventually where you are supposed to be. All right. So when my steps are ordered, I understand, I understand those three things. Number four, when my steps are ordered, I understand that God is my rock and equips me with everything that I need to stand. Let's turn to Psalm 18.31. Psalm 18.31. Uh, this is this is this is uh, NIV. Here we go. Here we go. For who is who is God beside the Lord, and who is the rock except our God? It is God. Watch this. Who arms me with strength? Okay. When my steps are ordered, here's what happens. He arms me with strength. He keeps my way secure, so he gives me strength. He provides protection. He makes my way secure. Some says he straightens out my path. That's what some translation says. Watch this. He makes my feet like the deer. He causes me to stand on the heights. If you really read into that, you can see how like um, uh, 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 the animal that they're talking about here can stand up on mountains and, and not fall off of it even when the footing gets unsure, right? Here we go. He causes me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of, of, of bronze. He is literally saying that I have every single thing that I need and equipped for every single situation. He makes my way straight. He gives me strength. My feet are stable when the ground under me is insecure. He stands me on the heights and he trains my hands for battle. Come on, y'all. When my steps are what? Ordered. Another thing I've got to understand, when my steps are ordered, is that my path is seen uh, in the light and in darkness. The funny thing about light is that you don't really need light unless you're, unless you're in the darkness, right? And so <laughs> watch this. Turn to uh, Psalm uh, 119, uh, 105. Psalm 119, uh, verse 105. It says, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. Listen, you, listen. So even when things are at its darkest, his word is a lamp to your feet and a light for your path. Here's why it's so important to, to understand that is the fact that when it's already light, you don't need a lamp. When it's already light, you don't need more light. But when it's dark, that's when you need the light. That's when you need the lamp. And so because my steps are ordered, even what the Bible say, yea, though I walk through the shadow of the valley of death, I shall feel no evil. Even when the path that I'm walking through, it may seem or feel like there is darkness. God's word is a light is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So no matter where I walk, even if it's through darkness, I can still see where I'm going. Anybody who got kids know they be leaving these toys around the house. And you, and you, uh, one time, Manny left a Nerf gun on the stairs. I almost fell down the stairs from trying to get to work uh, early in the morning. And, and I leave the lights off because I'm leaving the house at 4.30 in the morning. Uh, and I don't want to wake anybody up. And you got to put a Nerf gun there. I needed light. This, this, this is what, what we're saying. So as we walk through this and walk through whether even if it's in the dark, because this world can be a dark place, but God's light. Uh, this word is like a light into our, our, our feet, a lamp into our feet, and a light to our path. So I can see where I'm going. Won't be tripped up. Won't be tricked even when I'm walking through a place that seems to be dark. Here we go. And here we, here we go, with, with, and, and we'll wrap it up here. Oh, it's already 8 o'clock. Um, here we go. When, when, when my steps are ordered, watch this, I understand this, that there is nothing anyone can do that can divert me from that path. When my steps are ordered, I totally get that there's, 
there's nothing anyone can do to divert me from that. Watch this. I'm just going to give you these scriptures. Matthew 16, 18, uh, where Jesus talks about, uh, says, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That there is nothing that the enemy can do, watch this, to prevail against God's people. Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon that is formed against me shall what? Prosper. Whether it forms, no matter what somebody wanted to do, there is no weapon that is formed against me that shall prosper. Let me tell you something. I used to people who would say, you know, spend some time, you know, binding uh, 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 and casting out people who, who, are say, who are having these misdirected prayers against me. I don't worry about anybody who got anything to say against me. As long, I'm, I'm, my steps are ordered. You know what I mean? Like, why would God honor someone's prayer against, his, against, against somebody? He wouldn't listen to that. That's craziness. No weapon formed against me will prosper. Now, watch this. It may come up against me, right? I may have to stand, and I may have to fight. But we just read with my, with, with, in uh, Psalm 18, 31 through 34, that when they, when they come up against me, he says that he fits my arms and he trains my hands for battle, right? And so I know that no... no, no uh, no weapon that comes against me shall prosper, whether, it, whether it's because uh, 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 um, uh, it won't form or it won't, it, won't, it won't materialize, or even if it does and I have to fight, I know that I can overcome and I can stand. Amen. Here we go. Isaiah 59, 19. Uh, uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against him. Come on. He will fight my battles. And here we go, Romans 8, 31 through 39. That's your whole thing, Crystal. Uh, but I'm just going to take one part from it. He says, listen, that nothing shall separate me from the love of God. Listen, listen, we get so scared sometimes, and I think it comes from bad teaching. If there's, if there's one thing we can see from this story where Moses is going through chapters 1 through chapter 3 in Deuteronomy is that even after, we think sometimes that, well, I made this mistake or I made this bad decision or I feel like I'm not living right and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And we think that somehow that separates us from God's love. Listen, in Romans 8, 31 to 39, read that whole thing. It, there's nothing that can separate us from God's love. These people, God told them, go take this land. He said, no, he said, all right, we're in 40 years. You're going to go around this wilderness and, and, and your children are going to be the ones who go through the problem. That there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God. And what's so funny is that even though God said you're going to be in this wilderness, Moses told them, it was, it was obvious in, in uh, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 7, where Moses says, even as we were in this wilderness, you lack nothing. That even in their disobedience and in that 40-year delay that God still provided for them. And there were still several battles they fought in that wilderness and several battles they won, even though it wasn't for their promised land. That even while they were in a delay, because of their own disobedience, that God still looked out for them. That God, listen, God's not out to get you. He loves you. And there is nothing that can separate you from the love of God because your steps are ordered. They're ordered. Amen. 